to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? <laughs> now on with the show. The Joe Mays and j Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and j Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Ha! Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow. What a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going. Gets spun down. Gets it away. And incomplete. The Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams. Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Uh, let's call this the Joe Mays and Paul Roberts show. <laughs> we don't need that other guy, Paul. It's just you and me here tonight. <laughs> Talking some NFL football, yes, episode 362 of the Joe Mays and j show, and it's already off to a better start than two weeks ago, because one, I didn't have the incorrect year on the intro, and two, um, Justin's not here, so, um, <laughs> well, he actually is here. Sorry, Justin, I didn't mean to uh, not introduce you. Uh, j is here with us tonight, talking uh, via the phone. So, May Sandwich Shop Hotline, there's our shout out. Uh, Justin, how are you doing? You know, you know me, I'm always just trying to get those extra plugs in for your dad so he doesn't yell at me even more. So, <laughs> I'm glad I could be using the May Sandwich Shop Hotline. Tonight. Well, I, I do know um, what your picks are, and I think you're, uh, you're going to get a lot of discussion from my dad here tonight as we talk about the I, NFC East and AFC East. I already know the emojis that are going to be popping up on your phone. <laughs> Thankfully, out of sight of the webcam. So Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so here we are at the end of July, last day of July. Uh, and for a long time, Paul, I always uh, tell Justin that uh, July is the worst month of the year, sports-wise, <laughs> right? It's just a terrible, terrible month. And I always gave him that crap because his birthday is July 24th. And you know, I should have known this because I've known you now for a while, and I always forget until it happens, but your birthday's in July, too, so I feel a little <laughs> outnumbered here. I, I can't diss on July all that much like I usually do, but no, July's not the worst month. That's obviously January and February. Those months are awful. Uh, middle of winter in Pennsylvania is not great, and the end of football, it's always just such a, a downer time of the year, especially if your team's not in the Super Bowl. And as a Dolphins fan, I have literally never experienced <laughs> that in my adult, well, in any form of my life. I believe I was a few months old the last time the Dolphins were in the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, it's been 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 rough January and February. But, um, yeah, Justin and I always go back and forth about what's the greatest sports month. So it was like the worst sports month is July. 
July is the worst <laughs> sports month. Uh, you got nothing going on. It's because even baseball stops for like four days. Um, but it just means football's around the corner. And that's what we're going to focus on and talk about tonight. So uh, NFC and AFC East. And we're going to dive right into the NFC East. Obviously, it's uh, very near and dear to most of us here uh, talking about it and listening. Our big East Division fans and nothing bigger than the NFCs because of the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles making a home there. But we've been going alphabetically by mascot, so the <laughs> Eagles are not first uh, up. They have been um, leapfrogged um, by another team who changed their name, so they don't even get to go second a- anymore. Um, so I guess we're going to start there with uh, the Commanders and. Talk about the the Washington football team, as they have been known for two years, which I'm so glad that's gone. I don't know if Commanders is much better, but uh, Washington football team is just not – I just can't get into that, especially because it, like, evoked, like, European soccer, and that's just – you know, that's not my thing. So um, the Commanders. So uh, I'm going to let our guest, Paul, um, first up, uh, give us your swing about what you expect from Washington Commanders led by new quarterback Carson Wentz. Yeah, how about that? And I actually thought Justin was just calling into place in order at me. Are you guys open Sunday night? Or- <laughs> no, he knows better. He knows better, yeah. Uh, it, but I'm sure it would be a, a, a turkey and cheese plane um, or, or, a, a, or a pretzel sandwich. That's kind of been a go-to more and recently. Could so. you deliver to the beach? To I, I, we don't deliver. I mean, I, I man, I always say we don't deliver at all, but my dad says if there's a big enough paycheck, he'll deliver to anyone uh, who wants to order. Um, so maybe if if, if the Raffoff uh, family and extension that that is that is with him would like to place an order for Virginia, um, you know, possibly you might be able to get my dad to drive down there. I don't know. Nothing like a good road trip, but uh, you know, I look at this division. And uh, to me, it's a two-horse race with Dallas and and Philly. It is interesting, though, with Wentz coming to Washington. Last year, if you just look at his touchdown-interception numbers, you'd think he had a great year. But it's just something about Carson in a big spot and some of the decision-making. I think we all know he holds on to the football way too long. He takes a lot of sacks. And over the past few years, they've had a good offensive line. He takes a ton of sacks, and it's just because he won't get rid of the ball. And, you know, sometimes you tip your cap because he's trying to make something happen. He's trying to to make a play and buy some more time. But other times, it's painful when you're watching him. And and everyone kind of has that clock going off that you know the ball's got to be out. And he's still holding on to it. And through some really bad picks last season. I mean, I I liked the Colts team a lot last year and uh, I thought they were, were really disappointing. Uh, I do like them a lot this year. In fact, you can get them at minus minus one fifteen to win that division, which I think is a phenomenal bet. But for Washington, uh, you know, I am curious to see what Wentz has left in the tank, but uh, I obviously have question marks. Uh, Washington has spent a lot of draft equity on that defensive line. Um, you look across the board, it's you know first-round pick after first-round pick after first-round pick. So they can create some havoc there. Uh, but as far as being a playoff team or winning this division, 
Uh, I I just I don't see it happening. Yeah, they were seven and ten last year, and honestly, I feel like they sort of overachieved uh, on the season because you know Ryan Fitzpatrick played what a quarter mm. of the season and then went out with that that uh, leg injury, that hip injury, and they were just rolling with uh, what Tyler Haneke was the guy. Um, they didn't they upset the Buccaneers. They like they yeah. beat some good teams. Yeah. They won seven games. Chase Young tore his ACL, missed a bunch of the time. Uh, it just it seemed like a lot of things were going against them, and they still managed to win seven games. Now you're throwing Carson Wentz into that equation. It's just odd because he had a what looked like to be a an above average or good season in Indianapolis, and then those last two weeks things just really unraveled yeah. and everyone really soured on him. I mean, I think there was stuff behind the scenes going on that uh, made the relationship a little bit rocky to begin with, but those last two weeks, everyone just kind of turned and I'm not sure it was completely his fault, but he certainly didn't help his cause. And now he's on, you know, his third team in three years and he's back in the same division as the team that drafted him. And it'll be interesting to see how this, how this uh, season goes for them. Justin and I have always been big fans of Ron Rivera so we always have been cheerleaders of his, from dating back to his time in Carolina for many years. Uh, I think he deserves better than what he's been having to deal with at this time in Washington, both his personal health issues and then all the on and off the field stuff that's gone on with not only his players, but his coaches and ownership. Um, is that, are there going to be too many distractions there to make this work? I, I, I don't know. But 7-10 and 10 last year. Justin, what's your take on Washington? Yeah, the... The thing, man, Washington is, is kind of hard to peg because I feel like they've kind of been in this spot uh, for a while now um, where they have some really talented players. Um, you know, like, well, you know, they have Terry McLaurin and, you know, they have Chase Young. They, they've got some really, really talented pieces. Um, but, like, it just it just never seems to really come all together for them for a while. Um, and, it, and Joey knows this. I, I give or have given uh, Carson Wentz every beyond every like chance. You know, I I was a big Carson apologist in, when he was an Eagle. You know, and and I I understand. You know, you move on, and it, maybe it was best for both parties. And then, you know, I was high on the Colts last year. I thought that was going to be a perfect fit for him. And for whatever reason, it didn't work. And like you said, you look at the numbers and his numbers are, were, were pretty good, but those last two games were inexcusable and not just to lose, but the way they looked awful against Jacksonville in that last game was just, you knew he was gone. Like you knew they weren't going to keep him. Um, and it, it kind of, you know, Joey and I on the last show, I think talked about, Kirk Cousins a little bit about how you look at Kirk Cousins numbers last year. He threw for over 4,000 yards, had like 30 some touchdowns and only 11 interceptions, something, something crazy. He had great numbers. And for his career, he's a 500 quarterback, you know, and I kind of feel like maybe Wentz is kind of growing into that mold where he can put up great numbers, but it's just, you know, going to have some of those losses that are inexplicable. The, the, for Washington, no, sorry, go for ahead. Washington, no, it's just, yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't think they're going to be a terrible team, but I just don't know. Like, I, we, we fall into this trap a lot. Oh, 
or I fall into this trap a lot when we're making these predictions, but I, I feel like Washington is kind of a slightly below average team until they show me otherwise, you know, and I don't know that Carson Wentz changes that at all. I, I if Ron Rivera does find a way to get the most out of him, though, watch out because, um, you know, they didn't have to trade a ton for him. And, you know, they've got some of those talented pieces at other places. Like we said, um, I, I trust Ron Rivera. It's just, man, there's a lot going on there with players and there's a lot going on there with all the ownership stuff and everything. So, um, yeah, it's a tough spot for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm looking at their schedule here. They open with Jacksonville at home at FedEx Field. Uh, they already get the Eagles and Cowboys back-to-back in week three and four. They don't have a bye until week 14, and that's actually sandwiched in between games against the Giants. And they finish in week 18 against the Cowboys also at home. Um, I mean, there's winnable games. Like I said, they were 7-10 and 10 last year. I, it'll be interesting when we get to our predictions where I'm going with them because they're a team that I feel like maybe overachieved a little bit last year. They added some pieces in the offseason that I think should bump them up a bit. But am I willing to say that they're above 500? Are they going to be 9-8? and eight? Could they win 10 games? I don't know if I'm there. So I'm glad we have a few minutes here until we get to that part <laughs> because I'm just really, really uh, confused as to where I'm going to go with the Commanders. Now, a team I'm a little bit more comfortable with, I think, uh, at least on paper, are the Cowboys. They were 12-5 and five last season. They brought McCarthy back. Now they've jettisoned. They made some player personnel changes. You know, Marty Cooper was sent off to Cleveland, but CeeDee Lamb seems to be ready to step into that role as the number one guy. They obviously have immense talent there. Sure, they lost Lyle Collins on the offensive line, and that line's not as good as it was five years ago. Uh, you know, right at the beginning of the Ezekiel Elliott uh, reign down there. Uh, it was interesting. I know we're all big fans of Ross Tucker. He had on, oh, who was the running back that he had on that he was talking to? But they were talking running backs. And he was pressuring him about the Cowboys because he had Ezekiel Elliott in his top 10, I believe. And he said, Ross said that Ezekiel Elliott isn't even a top, isn't even the best running back on his team. He thinks yeah. it's Tony Pollard. A lot of people feel that way. Pollard seems so much more explosive. I mean, it just seems like he has another gear than Zeke Elliott does. So, yeah, I, you hear that a lot during the during the season. Uh, Dallas is one of those teams that definitely has talent, but they're one of these trust teams. Like, do I really trust them in a big spot? Do I really trust Mike McCarthy in a big spot? Um, last year, some of the decision-making, some of the play calls, some of the time management, the clock management was atrocious. I mean, it was just unacceptable at any level, especially the NFL. Uh, things like, you know, when to go for two. And, and those are things that I, I pay really close attention to. And even the, the way it ended for them, you know, the official kind of in the way and they're scambling around and running out of time. It just That was rough. Yeah, but then you, you do kind of by forget Russ, they won. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was not shedding any tears. Um, maybe chuckling just a little bit. But then you do look back, and it's like they they won twelve games. Now part of that is the division. I'm you know the division just isn't good. I mean with with Washington, the Giants were a debacle. Um, so you can pick up wins in that division. 
Uh, Dallas certainly has talent. They're the favorite um, to win this division. They're plus 135. Uh, the Eagles are plus 165 if you look at DraftKings. So I think you can make a case for either Dallas or Philly. Uh, I mean, certainly with Dak, um, I, I think most people would give him the edge over Jalen Hurts if you're you're looking at the, the quarterback spot. Uh, so would I be shocked if Dallas wins this division again? No, but to project them long-term in the playoffs or to win the NFC, after what I saw last year with McCarthy, I mean, uh, I was surprised that he, he was back. I mean, really. And uh, talk about being on a short leash. But, they, yeah, there are players there for sure. I mean, Micah Parsons, who we saw at the Phenomenal, high school level, yeah. and then yeah. at Penn State. And, you know, what what he did last season, I mean, he's a terror. I mean, he's already one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, so, and they have weapons at, at wide receiver, well, like you talked about. I mean, they're one of those teams that, because now everybody has 17 different fantasy football teams. And, you know, they can put up points. You know, they have some explosive players, but it's just something about them. I just, I don't trust them. Well, yeah, I think they showed that last year we, and, and for many years. When when they don't underachieve in the regular season, they seem to have some ridiculous choke in the playoffs. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know how else to describe last year. That was very frustrating to me because, uh, you know, my dad is the Cowboys fan. That's why Justin and I, or Justin and him, go at it so much. Mm. The Cowboys Eagles rivalry. But you know, I watch some of these things that that have haunted the Cowboys for the last. I mean, I mean, a lot of people like to say now for over twenty five years yeah. the issues that they've had. The one last year has to take the cake. I feel like I feel that was just I couldn't believe it. And I know there were people not high on Mike McCarthy before he even got the Cowboys job. And with the way things went last year, I think a lot of us were a little surprised that he hung around again, but you, you mentioned it short leash and that's what he's going to have this year. But you also said they have the talent. This team was 12 and five last year and there's some change, but every team goes through some change and there's enough there that they should be. And you said they are the favorite and the betting favorite to win that division again. Do you trust them to win one or two playoff games, though? No. Uh, I, <laughs> no. You know, until then, you can't think that they're an odds-on to make the Super Bowl. Um, Justin, what is your take on uh, your, your team that you love to hate? Yeah, they, they absolutely are the team I love to hate. I won't, I won't deny that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I Paul kind of summed it up really well. They like Talent-wise, they're there with virtually any team in the NFL. I mean, they have um, you know, a, a top level quarterback or, you know, some would maybe argue that he's not, but I, I, I think Dak is really good. Um, and certainly good enough. Um, you know, we, we talked about some of the losses on the offensive line and at receivers, but the offensive line isn't what it was before. So I don't know that it's as big of a drop off as it would have been a few years ago if they lost Collins. Um, and Amari Cooper, I, it seemed to be an odd fit and just kind of, it seemed to have run its course there, you know, and, and he went on to a different team as well. So like I, there were, the losses were some big names like Randy Gregory too. But like, I, I think, I, I think the names are going to be bigger than the production in terms of their loss. Like the, the, the names are familiar to fans and everything, but I think production wise, uh, they're going to be able to replace a lot of that. I, I think, 
I go to kind of Paul's point though. Like I, I don't trust them. Like I, I just, the, there are teams that find ways to, to screw it up. And the Cowboys have done that for a long time now. And I am thankful for that. And I will keep being thankful for that. Hopefully this year. Um, I, they're, I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be right there for the division. Um, yeah, doesn't surprise me at all that they're the favorites. I mean, if, if you look, they've got a very talented team and a really good quarterback. I, they, they should be there. And a, a coach who has won a Super Bowl, even though that seems like an eternity ago. Yeah, a um, decade ago, be, right? Be, right, because of the decisions. Like, I, I just – and and the thing is, like, sometimes – like, we, we talked about the Ravens, right? The Ravens, there was virtually nothing they could have done last year because of all the injuries, mm-hmm. right? Like, they, they just – whatever happens, happens. But when, when that – when injuries or things happen – you tend to look, well, you know, what are the chances that they have like 25 guys on IR again this year, right? When, But when you look at the stuff that goes wrong for the Cowboys, it's all like self-inflicted. It, it's all like um, decision-making or just not being ready. or the, It's all things that like, I don't know that you fix that. You know, I don't know that that goes away. And I feel like that adds pressure and adding pressure, like knowing Mike McCarthy, knowing that, you know, Sean Payton has moved back to Texas and is just waiting for that job for next year. Like, you know, anything short of the NFC championship game, I think Mike McCarthy's gone and he knows it and probably everyone else there knows it too. So I think there's a lot of pressure and this team has not shown the ability to really step up and handle that pressure very well. Their schedule is, um, is difficult. They have a difficult schedule. Really? You know, they're they're a d- defending division champ, so they get the number one teams in in the um, in the NFC. Uh, in addition to the their two games against the Eagles, which I think we're all in agreement, the Eagles are going to be better this year. They should be better this year. But they start off with back to back games against Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. Like that's that's a that's a rough start for them. And where are those at? They are thankfully for them in both in Dallas. Both home. They okay. are both in D- Dallas. So second straight year they're opening with the Buccaneers. I think though they went to Tampa last year because they were defending Super Bowl champs. So this year they get them in AT and T Stadium. Then the Bengals in AT and T Stadium. Then back to back games against the Giants and Commanders. So NFC East games. Then they go to the Rams and to the Eagles. Mm. So their uh, first six weeks, wow. they've got uh, three strong teams and three NFC East games. Mm-hmm. Um, they, their bye is midseason at week nine, and they have Eagles and Commanders are two of their final three games, and the one sandwich in between is at Tennessee. So it depends, you know, what are the Titans this year? We Justin and I talked about them a few weeks ago or months ago at this point, but we don't. We're not as high on them as maybe they've been in the past. But if Derrick Henry is healthy the whole year and they can feed him the rock that they, they have been trying to do two years ago and last year until he got hurt, they're a tough team to beat. So that's not an easy game for them to end on. Um, so we'll see what we get from the Cowboys. But it, it sounds like we all think on paper they're one of the better teams in the NFC East. Yeah, they scored the most points in the league last. They scored five hundred thirty points. They had more points than the Chiefs. Uh, Buccaneers, Rams, I mean, a lot of explosive teams out there. They scored more points than anyone. And I think that's kind of what gets people, plus they're such a public team. You know, they're they're fans all over the country. And, um, you know, sometimes you see those explosive offensive games and you think, wow, 
like what they could be, but are they going to be consistent enough? And more importantly, in the postseason, are are they going to come through? I mean that, that this isn't a team. If if they win thirteen games, it still it won't matter to me. To me, I I mean their team now they're all about the playoffs. I mean that's that's the position they're in right now. Yeah, oh absolutely, a hundred percent. You can go. I mean, just ask the uh, the Patriots. No one cares that they went sixteen and zero because they lost the mm. Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. I mean, sure, maybe Patriots fans in New England care. I'm just throwing digs at my uncle right now. Um, <laughs> they might care, and they can bring that up, but. You didn't end the season as the champ. That's all that matters. How many people actually care that we had a few in the early part of the decade teams go nine and seven in the regular season and win the Super Bowl? No one cares that they didn't win 10 games in the regular mm-hmm. season. They hoisted the Lombardi. That's all that matters. Yeah. So yeah, if the Cowboys go, you know, 12 and five again or even get better, like you said, 13 and four, 14 and three, whatever they end up doing, if they're not at least in the Super Bowl, it's a failure. The good news, I think. Um, when you look at the conferences, to me, the AFC is so much better. Um, I, I just think there's there's so many more talented teams that it benefits Dallas, I think, in that in the NFC, I mean, Buccaneers, Rams. But I don't know after those two if there's a team that's more talented than Dallas. I really don't. I mean, I the Packers – I'm not as high on the Packers this year. I know they still have Aaron Rodgers, but you don't have Devontae Adam anymore. I mean, Saints don't have Drew Brees anymore. Um, So I I think being in the NFC, there's just not as many quality teams that you see in in the AFC. Um, So, I mean, Dallas should win at least one playoff game. They they really should, but it's it's just the trust factor. I I I just can't. All right, well, let's get to uh, the peace day resistance here and the Philadelphia Eagles because you know they were nine and eight last year. I think I I, I it's hard for me to remember year to year where what we were thinking, but I think there were a lot of people that thought the Eagles could make some noise, and they ended up I I think by you know midseason and later being better than they expected and made the playoffs. Didn't look great in the playoffs. Kind of got embarrassed by the Buccaneers. But it was a step in the right direction. And that set up this offseason that has now, you know, we heard some of the uh, allegory about Dream Team 2.0. That was a disaster the first time they did it, uh, what, a decade ago now or whenever that was. But it just it feels a little different this time. But in the end, it's all going to come down to what kind of improvement and maturity has Jalen Hurts accomplished in this offseason and in training camp once the uh, – once the real balls start flying here in in week one, uh, it's it's going to come down to that. So all all the flash, all the the good draft picks, and the acquisition of AJ Brown and everything that's happened, is it going to matter if, if Jalen Hurts doesn't take the the next step? So the Eagles are are fascinating to me. Um, I I I feel like they're probably they should be better than nine and eight this year. They should be pushing Dallas for tops in the division. But Paul, what do you think about our our hometown Eagles here entering twenty twenty two? You know, in politics, we've all heard that phrase. It's the economy, stupid. Well, with the Eagles, it's hurts, stupid. I mean that that's all it is. The whole season to me rides on him. I mean, it it really does. I love the off season moves. I mean, I, I thought they were fantastic. They had certain areas that they needed to address, 
and I think they addressed every one. Uh, A.J. Brown, perfect fit, because you have Devontae Smith, who's more of the slender route runner, shifty, uh, you know, can 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 do things differently uh, than a, a more physical T.O. type receiver. Which I thought I th- you were talking about Jalen Rager there for a second. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Never heard of that guy. Man, imagine if this team had D.K. Metcalf I, or nope. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Was there was there an over under on the amount of time until you mentioned Justin Jefferson? No, I, there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't. I, I just every time we we talk about this, Justin and I is sitting here watching the draft and just seeing Justin Jefferson sit there, and they don't take yeah. it. I thought Justin was going to jump out of his chair and punch the ceiling, and not in celebration, <laughs> out of anger. And man, did that come to fruition! Yeah. Uh, if it would have happened, everyone would understand it because it was just mind-boggling then and it's still head-scratching now. But anyways, we're, we're moved on. And, yeah, and, I, I thought they needed another receiver and they needed a physical receiver and they got one in A.J. Brown. Plus, you have Dallas Goddard at tight end, who I think is really good. I think was overshadowed a little bit when they still had Zach Ertz. Ertz is, is gone uh, out to Arizona, so now it's Goddard in there. I mean, they, they have weapons. Uh, we talked about our buddy Ross Tucker. Uh, he does offensive line rankings, which I, I love to look at. Same with Phil Steele for college football fans. Uh, Phil puts out the the best college football magazine that you'll find out there. I had him on my radio show for, I don't know, 15 years. Um, really good guy. But look at those offensive line. I know it's not the sexy thing to do, but that's how you have a running game. That's how you keep your quarterback upright. That's how you give the quarterback time to throw to players like Brown and Smith and Goddard. Ross ranked the Eagles offensive line number one in the National Football League. So the pieces are there. They needed a pass rusher. They got Hassan Reddick, who has 23 and a half sacks over the last two seasons. Played his college football at Temple. He's been very productive. They needed another corner to play opposite Darius Slay, who had a really nice season. They go out and get James Bradbury, who over the last three years, I think he has 10 picks, was, was with the Giants most recently. So I, I really uh, added a linebacker too. I really like what they did in the offseason. And their draft was good. I don't pay as much attention to rookies though because I just think usually it takes them more time to develop. So that, that's why I'm focusing more on Reddick and Brown and, and Bradbury. But if Hertz can't throw the ball, if he's not accurate, the NFL game is still played in the pocket. I mean, it's great to be elusive like he is. That's a bonus. It's nice on a third and three or four or five when he can take off and run and and pick up that at first down, keep a drive alive. That's a great luxury. But I, I still don't think you win ultimately if you are not accurate in the pocket. And that that's what he has to get better at. If he is, I mean, this, this team could be really good. And again, they're playing in a – in a bad division, you know, with Washington and the Giants in there. Um, so I, I like what the Eagles did. Um, I, I'm, I am picking them to win the division this year. So Justin, before I let you um, chime in on this, we talked about Dallas had won the division. So they have the the number one teams in the corresponding divisions, the way the NFL sets that up. 
So they have the defending division champs on their schedule. And you mentioned NFC East is one of the weaker divisions. So you get to play each of those teams twice. I believe the Eagles have one of, if not the easiest schedule in the NFL this year, uh, depending on the metrics you're using. But it's it's an easier schedule. They don't have to play those number one teams. Uh, right out of the gate, the Eagles schedule goes Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, and then you hit Cardinals and Cowboys for the bye. Those are four winnable games out of the gate. If the Eagles are for real, they should go 4-0 in those games to, to me. Like if this is a team that's going to win the division and contend for an NFC championship, you can't drop any of those games. Uh, not saying that the, the Vikings game should be an easy game because I think the Vikings are, even if they're an average team, that could be a tough game because what kind of Kirk Cousins you're going to get? You know, what kind of offensive a spectacle can they put on in Philadelphia? But Lions, Commanders, Jaguars, those are have to slam dunk wins before you go to Arizona and host Dallas. The first six weeks of the season should set the tone mm-hmm. for, for this team. Yeah. Um, but the Eagles don't have that tough of a schedule. I mean, even they have the Bears. The, at, well, at later, the end of the, the Bears year, are going to yeah. be horrible. That that's one of my favorite underplays. By and you can still find Bears under six and a half. Oh, I take that. Oh, I have yeah. A, I have a lot of respect for the odds makers. I don't know what they're thinking here. I think the Bears are going to be horrendous. I think Justin and I said four or five wins. Yeah, so we would be. Right you can there still with find that. six and a half. Now it's a little bit juiced now to the under, but um, yeah, I, yeah, it's a good point about the Eagles' schedule. So they their last five games are at the Giants, at the Bears, at the Cowboys, and then host Saints and Giants. Again, not not awful. Like those, I mean, there's no. a bunch of winnable games there. I mean, you got Jameis Winston now at as well, the quarterback if, of the Saints. If he's even healthy or not reverting back to Buccaneers, Jameis. You know, yeah. we've seen him play better with New Orleans. He started the year last year very, very strong before he got injured. What is that Saints team going to be like at the end of the year? So there, of course, there are hard games in there. Um, they they have to play the Packers uh, and the Titans, which they get back to back, but both in Philly, but. The schedule is set up and their offseason moves have set them up to be a, a defining force in not just the NFCs, but I think in the conference in general. Does that mean they're going to be able to batter the AFC teams that you know you have mentioned how much better it looks like the AFC may be? But in the end, it always comes down to that cliche. It's one game. What can you give me one game? So if the Eagles are good enough to win the division, win the NFC, they could easily end up winning the Super Bowl. Um, but again, it does come down to the quarterback. Jalen Hurts is, is that the a hot there. take in July from Joe? Oh, not from me. No, no. I, I, I'm, Eagles in the Super Bowl. I, I'm, I, I'm just saying. I understand why people are thinking that. Yeah. Are saying that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ready to go there. We'll find out at the end of the show where I'm going. So, um, but okay, Justin, we'll give you. We'll give you the. Uh, the mic now and you let us know what's going on with the Eagles this year. Yeah, I'm 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 really high on the Eagles, which scares scares me to death because <laughs> um I like I like to set the bar low and then hopefully be pleasantly surprised. Um but I'm just I I think uh Paul talked about the improvements they made and I saw an interesting tweet the other day. I do not remember who who sent it out, but they it said that they think that like getting embarrassed by the Buccaneers was maybe the best thing that could happen because if they, if they lose a close game to the Buccaneers, then, you know, meet with the current roster and kind of see what we can do. But like, when you watch that game, you realize these teams are not like the same, you know, like they're not and, and Tom Brady aside, like those teams were, were not the same. So because of that, like they, kind of maybe force them force their hand a little bit in order to go 
not I don't say go all in, but make make the changes that needed to be uh, made in order to see if this team can can continue to move in the right direction. I I I agree as well. It, it's going to come down to Hurts, and the thing that I the way I kind of feel about it is I feel like they have they've created a perfect situation for him. They've added offensive weapons. They have a great offensive line. Uh, they've strengthened up a little bit on defense. Like I, you, you can't really ask for more if you're, if you are Jalen hurts for like an opportunity to succeed. Um, and be, and because of that, I, I think he is going to take a step forward. Now, I don't, I'm not saying I think he's going to be like a top five quarterback or anything. Um, you know, maybe down the road if we see continued improvement, but the Eagles as the roster exists right now, I'm, I don't necessarily know that they need him to be top five. You know, if he can be in the top half and pushing that, that like 10th spot, you know, that would be a big step from last year in, in my opinion. And that's where you start to see, Oh man, they've got a, good quarterback, you know, in the top third of quarterbacks, and they've got this complete roster that they were able to build out this year. That's where I start to think maybe this team can, can put it together and, and uh, make a run at the division. Um, but it is going to come down to Hurts because if he is kind of plateaued and kind of the same, well, then the Eagles with that draft capital are going to be looking to get CJ Stroud or, uh, Bryce Young or, or one, one of those guys. Um, Will Levis. And, oh, gosh, I, oh, I, I almost threw up on my phone right now. Um, and, and that's not a statement on Will Levis. That's just the You don't want the Eagles to be that be. bad. They have to draft someone that was a Penn Stater and then goes on to be a top five pick. Maybe they could time. trade all their first round. Maybe they could trade all their first round picks to Pittsburgh and get Kenny Pickett from them. Oh, that, yeah, you'd that, love that. That would, be, that would be worse. That would be the worst case scenario. Um, but yeah, so so we'll see. But I'm I'm high on the potential. And is that blind optimism and homerism coming through? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I will own that it is. Um, it, it's July. What what if what else are are we going to be except blindly optimistic about our football? Team? Right. Well, it's that that commercial. Everyone's zero and zero, right? Everyone's zero and zero. That's right. Every team That's can right. win the Super Bowl. Some teams. If you told them that or the, their fans say that to you, you might laugh at them, but everyone can say, hey, it's a brand new season that's just getting kicked off. So, well, Justin, I'm glad you could join us to talk most of the NFC East. I do have your picks for everything, and uh, I'll get those in here for you, but I appreciate it, and, and awesome. uh, thanks for stopping by for a bit. Oh, thanks. Yep, no problem. See you guys. All right, have a good one. All right, so that was co-host Justin joining us for a bit. Glad he could talk and get through the Eagles. We'll cover the Giants for him, uh, and uh, I'll just jump in right away that he does have the Giants in last place in the NFC. He's not a surprise at six and eleven, uh, which is actually an improvement from last year because they were four and thirteen a year ago, and they they're just a mess. Um, I don't know what else really to say. It's just been it's been tough. They're on another new head. You didn't coach. like that quarterback sneak call. <laughs> Uh, uh, Brian uh, Brian Dable now is the head coach with the New York football Giants. He was with the Bills. He was with the Bills. I thought for a bit that he might be the new Miami Dolphins head coach before he went to the Giants, but they just – it's it's a quarterback-driven league. And when you look at the NFC East, I think it's – I don't think it's a hot take to say that 
Daniel Jones is the worst quarterback in the NFC East. I know people may, maybe someone want to argue it's Carson Wentz. May I, I doubt there's anyone that would pick him, uh, pick him over Jalen Hurts. No, and no one should be picking him over Dak Prescott because no. at least he's shown what he can do, especially when healthy. So when you have the worst quarterback in the division, it's tough for that team to not be the worst team in the division unless the, the surrounding components are are better than the sum of their parts. And the Giants are trying, but they've made too many missteps. Uh, as much as I, I hate, I hate Saquon Barkley being injured and not being up to snuff because when he's on, he's electric. Uh, but he just hasn't been able to prove it because of injuries the last few years. And I hope that's not his defining characteristic. I, I, I hope that he can rebound. Um, but I just look at that team and. Are they better than four wins? Maybe, but are they even a 500 team? I don't think they're getting to Not seven, close. eight wins. Not close. So yeah. there were four. Could they win? Like Justin had him, what did I say? Six wins. I could see that this year, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not high on the Giants. Uh, I just think they keep making free agency mistakes, draft mistakes. I mean, they just released James Bradbury and now he signs with the rival Eagles. Uh, I know maybe he, maybe he wasn't living up to the contract, but you got to think that the Giants didn't have much better performers there. Why? I, I, it, it's just it really boggles my mind what uh, New York is doing. But w- where are you with the G-men? Uh, I, I mean, they're embarrassing. They really. Uh, and in a league that has a lot of parity, you know, we always hear about any given Sunday and all these upsets that happen in the NFL and how so many games are decided by you know three points or less. To only win four games, that's hard to do. I mean, like, you have to be really, really bad. And it got to a point last season where they were comical. I mean, they were the laughing stock of the league. I mean, they they just they weren't competitive. And you know, Daniel Jones, you know, like I said before, uh, it, it's about the quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, you can't do much in this league. So... Uh, to me, the the Giants are clearly the last place team in this division. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I just I don't see how how they're any better. And you know, it, it's always tough when we do these, Paul, trying to figure out how can we get what I, I, there's more than that game. I was going to say two fifty six, two fifty six. You know, all the teams have to balance out to that, and it's not that anymore because they added games, but. You know, I don't know if it makes sense to have the Giants at six and eleven. I don't know if that would even be possible based on what the other ones we picked. But I feel like that's right around where they should be because I do think, I, I do think they're going to be better than they were last year. I feel like they can't get much worse than they were last year. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer, unfortunately for them. Uh, but I feel like when they drafted him, everyone was like, "What are they doing?" It just it. It feels like there's a lot of teams, a lot of front office personnel, a lot of general managers that think they're smarter than everyone else. And by and large, that's generally not the case. That usually blows up in your face. Mm. And what happened with the Giants is just, I mean, it's just abysmal. When was the last time they made the Super Bowl? I was trying to figure, or not the Super Bowl, the playoffs. I was trying to figure out when was the last time the Giants were in the playoffs. I feel like it's been a while since they since they were there, but I didn't want to say it wrong, and I wasn't able to get to it fast enough. Here we go. All right, so the Giants have not made the playoffs 
since 2016. So it's not as long as I thought. I was thinking it was 2011 when they last won the Super Bowl. They didn't make it in 2016. They went 11 and 5, but they lost a wild card round at the Packers. So uh, five years without the playoffs, I don't think they're making it this year. So I think it's going to be six because I think no. they're the bottom dwellers in the NFC. So we can finish off now our predictions. Uh, I'm going to put uh, Washington in third in that division. Um, they were seven and 10 last year. I'm probably going to slot them in right at that spot again, seven to eight wins for, for Washington. I do think they're, they're improving improve but i almost feel like they overachieved last year that they're going to come back and settle in they have a few minor improvements but since they did better than they should have last year i don't know that they can make that leap into double digit win territory so i think they're a seven eight and on a good day maybe nine win team but still third place in in the nfc east yeah i i think uh, washington is like i said at the start this division to me is a two-horse race it's either dallas or philly and i don't think you know, it's it's egregious to pick either one. I mean, you can make an argument for either of, of those teams, but I also think it's pretty safe to say Washington's third and the Giants are fourth. Yes, and then all it comes down to then is what do we think about the the, t- the two other teams? Um, just to be clear, Justin also picked Washington in third at 7-10. and 10. Uh, I'm going to buck Justin. As you heard, Justin talked very highly of the Eagles and no disrespect to him or the Eagles fans in the area. I don't think the Eagles in the regular season are better than Dallas. I still I feel like that's something I need to see it happen. I know they make great offseason acquisitions, and they have one of the best, if not like Ross Tucker said, the most elite offensive line in the league. Um, I just... I need to see a little more. They were nine and eight last year. Dallas was what twelve and five. That's a three game difference there. Do I do I think the Eagles can win the division? Absolutely. I'm going to peg them at eleven and six, so two game improvement. I'm going to actually have them probably tied with Dallas because I'm not sure I'm ready to say Dallas is a twelve win team again, especially with the schedule they have. Right. But I think Dallas is going to take the tiebreaker. Uh, they probably split the regular season series, but Dallas is going to have that what NFC head-to-head and put whatever the opponent uh, tiebreaker is. So I'm going to give the edge to Dallas ever so slightly in the regular season over Philadelphia. Um, so Philly's my number two. Dallas is my number one in the NFC East. Are you with me or are you with Justin? That's what, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I'm putting the, the Eagles as the division champs. Um, and I, I'm hesitant to do it just because of Hurts and how much – Quarterback play drives this league. But I love what I think they clearly improved in the offseason. And I'm not even going to talk about the draft picks. I don't think you have to. With Brown, Reddick, and Bradbury, those are, those are big time additions. Kelsey coming back, there was some speculation he might retire. Well, they have been drafted basically as a replacement mm-hmm. right. uh, for the future. Right. So they have, they have him back. Um, I don't think. Dallas had anywhere near that that type of offseason. Um, I do think Dak, obviously, is a more proven quarterback than, than Hertz is. Um, but you talked about the schedule in there. I think clearly the Eagles have the easier schedule of the two. I, I think it, it'll be really close, like I said. And the, the odds say that. Uh, Dallas is plus 135 to win the division. Philly's plus 165. It's v- very close. Um, but I- I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Better offseason. Um, 
still question mark with the head coach, but you could say the same about McCarthy. Um, so I, I think the, the other moves that they made, um, you know, hopefully you see improvement now from Hertz. I mean that, but I don't, I don't see a whole lot of other weaknesses with the, the Eagles. I mean, I think they needed help on the defensive line. They, they drafted, uh, the mammoth D tackle from Georgia, uh, Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis yeah. right. And then getting Reddick. Now I keep reading these stories about him in coverage, please. I mean, save it. He should not be in coverage. Well, I mean, they have him you listed know. at linebacker and playing yeah, stand right. up, but you got to think that they're going to use him more as a pass yeah. rusher. He's a downhill get after the quarterback guy. Like I said, the last two years, he has 23 and a half sacks. So it, it might be trendy and cool to say how good he is in coverage. That's not where he's at his best. Right. If you want, you want to utilize your players in the best way possible. So he he should be getting after the quarterback. But um, I, I'm going to have the Eagles winning the the division. I still think Dallas is a playoff team. So um, Justin had the Cowboys at 11 and six, and the Eagles at 12 and five. Uh, my dad let me know that he agrees with me. He has Dallas, Philly. Giants, Washington, and I do have. He put the Giants ahead of Washington. Sorry, no, he did. He okay. did not. Dallas, Philly, Washington, Giants. Okay, um, I mis misread that from him. Um, but my uncle did email. I don't. I won't be able to get to his entire email tonight, uh, most likely. But he is right here, actually, with my dad and I. My uncle, uh, the Patriots fan, is going <laughs> Cowboys one, Eagles two, Commanders third, Giants fourth. And he says, Daniel Jones is not the answer at quarterback. Commanders are getting better but need work. Eagles, he loves the A.J. Brown pickup, but it's not enough. Uh, Cowboys, uh, he, he's saying that, and he's like to uh, keep his brother Bill happy, my dad. And uh, he says, sorry, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now we get to move on to uh, his and my domain, the AFC East, as we get to talk about uh, my Dolphins, his Patriots, uh, but they're both afterthoughts to the defending division champ and odds-on Super Bowl favorite, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, it really pains me to say that, especially because our uh, friend Adam Filer is a Buffalo Bills fan, and I, I take uh, no joy in Adam being happy about his sports <laughs> teams. Um, but the Bills are just – they seem to be the paper juggernaut. Everyone was liking them last year. I think a lot of people still hedging their bets, saying, well, probably the Chiefs, but the Bills are really good. And, man, that could be a good game if they meet. Spoiler, that was a yeah. great game when they met. <laughs> One of the best ever. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't in the AFC Championship game. We got that a week later, and the Bengals upset the Chiefs. Mm. But Buffalo just looks like they're as good, if not better, entering the 2022 season. Uh, do you have the odds on that? Because yep. they're pretty high. Yeah, so for the division, they're minus 225. So the only team that is a bigger favorite to win in the division is the Bucks, who are minus 250 to win the South. I don't think anybody is yeah. surprised at that. With Brady back, no breeze. The Saints are the second choice in the South at plus 310. Yeah. Panthers, Falcons. That all makes sense. Don't need yeah. to worry about that. Um, and in the East, the Bills are minus 225. They have the Dolphins at plus 450. Patriots at plus 500. Oh. And then the Jets at plus 2200. <sighs> if, if you want to take a shot. Interesting. At, yeah. And uh, the Jets win the division. Well, there's but, a lot to talk about there. Yeah. So. I mean, I think... 
And the Bills are also the Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. So yeah, they yeah. are they are plus six hundred to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bucks are the second choice, which I don't think surprises people at plus seven hundred. But it does show you just how much people like the Bills because Tom Brady gets action. Right. You know, people like to bet on him, and the Bills are still the favorite. Then you have the Chiefs and the Packers at plus one thousand. I, I don't. I don't get all the love for Green Bay. Uh, to for them to be tied for the third choice, I don't see that. Um, but Aaron Rodgers moves the needle. Rams plus eleven hundred, Chargers plus fourteen hundred, and then the Niners and Broncos are plus sixteen hundred. So those are the top eight. Well, there you go. For the Super Bowl, uh, Coach Coach O'Neill. There's your Broncos mention. Yeah, uh, we want to make sure the Denver Broncos got some love. Got Russell Wilson shot out or shut out. No, shout out in Paul's uh, uh, Super Bowl odds there. But we'll probably be talking about Denver at the very end, right before we sign off, when we talk about playoffs and maybe the Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But in in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills are the cream of the crop. Uh, they're the one right at the top because I don't think. Like what? What did they lose? They just added some. Now I know Von Miller's not the same guy he was five years ago, but he just won a Super Bowl with the Rams. He went and chose. He could have chose anywhere to go. He could have re-signed with the Rams, who are one of the better teams in the NFC. He chose to go to Buffalo because he likes what's going on there. They also brought in Rad- Roger Saffold. They drafted a cornerback and a running back that everyone likes in James Cook. Uh, they didn't lose too much. They. I, I don't. Yeah, think, where's the weakness? Right, I mean, that, I think that's, that's the, the problem yeah. for me I mean, as a Dolphins fan. That's the nightmare. Um, the Bills have been taking it to my Dolphins um, so much that it's uh, it's felt like the the mid '90s all over again when the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. Uh, they have an interesting schedule to start the year. They have to go to SoFi and play the Rams in Week One. Then they that's uh, a great game. Then they host the Titans the next week before going to Miami. And Baltimore in back-to-back weeks. So three of their first four games are on the road. Uh, but <laughs> Oh, and then they just have Pittsburgh and Kansas City. So P- I, Pittsburgh will take a step back, but well, Kansas City... Pittsburgh beat Buffalo in Buffalo last year. Yeah. Now, I know Buffalo took it to them then in the playoffs, right? I think that... They, and and who's, who's your Steelers and, quarterback? Right, but Ben Roethlisberger was at 50% of what he was just <laughs> yeah. three years ago, you know? But those other... Yeah. I mean, that's not easy right there. Oh, and then that's after it. their bye week, they have the Packers. Yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah. Their schedule... Compare their schedule to last year, it's night and day. They're going to earn it, much for tougher. sure. Yeah. So, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Buffalo, but they are definitely odds-on favorite... Um, they end the year um, from December, all of December into January. They go at New England, host the Jets and Dolphins, go to Chicago, go to Cincinnati, and finish in New or finish with New England at home. That is a tough schedule. So yeah, um, the, the only games I didn't mention then were Jets Vikings, basically the easy games, the middle of the year after they come back from their bye and play the Packers the night before Halloween. They have. Jets, Vikings, Browns, Lions. And see, I don't consider Vikings an easy game. No, no. Yeah. I shouldn't say. I just – that was the yeah. group of games left. Right. And that's – Minnesota is probably the toughest game in there depending on what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Mm. But we are not getting into that. No. I'm not touching that stuff tonight. Uh, we got plenty of other stuff to say. But Buffalo uh, was, what, 11-6 and six last year. They were seconds away from making the AFC Championship game. And Josh Allen has really come into his own. They just phenomenal talent all around. They've only gotten better, and the pressure is on them because everyone expects them to be good. They lived up to it last year. Um, 
11 wins, dueling with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, just came up a little bit short. And I'm sure that's been driving them all off season. So I would be surprised if Buffalo isn't a 11, 12, 13 win team, except for that schedule. It's just really, really tough. So yeah. they might match that 11 win total, but be a better team because of it. Cause they, they had to uh, really duke it out with some of those teams. Um, Okay, let's talk about my Dolphins. Let's let's do this. <laughs> Big so, sigh there. Uh, it's just, well, you know, Paul, growing up, a Dolphins fan in Philadelphia was unique, as you can imagine. But they were good when I was younger. Yeah, you Dan, know, Marino. Were Dan Marino. Days, Mark Duper. You know? Mark Clayton. And, and that, was, um, that was the very beginning of when I, I remember the early 90s team 92 93 is like when I can remember cheering for the Dolphins and it really came big time when um the the last couple years of Don Shula and Dan Marino with Jimmy Johnson um like those are the teams that I was watching the mid 90s to the late 90s I was actually in Philadelphia when Don Shula broke the wins record to cheer the Dolphins against the Eagles um, Dolphins were on their third string quarterback because Dan Marino had torn his Achilles and missed most of the year. And um, Scott Mitchell had was the backup and he got in. I think Doug Peterson was the quarterback for the Dolphins in that game, I think. Um, yeah, so growing up, though, when I was younger, I was like, I got plenty of time to see the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Look how good they've been <laughs> while I was younger. They were constantly winning 10 games, winning divisions, making the playoffs. They went to, I think, back-to-back AFC Championship games, you know, losing to the Bills. Like It was, it was annoyances and grievances, sure, but they were good. Right. And even right after Marino left, they were still good with Jay Fiedler uh, for a couple years. But then ever since that, it's been a little rough. <laughs> you know, it's been Two decades of average football at best, sometimes awful football. What's 20 years amongst right, friends? Right, exactly. You know, uh, so it's been, and the what makes it so much worse is that in that 20 year time period, one of their rivals became the greatest dynasty in the history <laughs> of the NFL. And I just have family up yeah. there to remind me of it constantly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's been rough. It's been a rough two decades. And every year I think that they're going to take another step that just something, something happens. So, you know, I, I want to say I'm cautiously optimistic this year, but like, I don't even, I don't know that I am. I, I'm not, I'm not part of that Tua Anon people that are just like hyping him up ridiculous amounts, but I'm also not someone who thinks he's trash. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see him show me something and there's, there's something there, but it needs to be more consistent. It needs to take more risks at the right time and he needs to stay healthy. And uh, I just don't know if that all can happen, if it can all come together. Obviously everyone's talking about the acquisition of Tyreek Hill. Right. Um, maybe that'll help. I, I don't know. I mean, he's doing his best to hype him up. I hope what he's saying is even half true because it would be a step in the right direction. They, they have pieces on offense to make some noise. Definitely. And it will like, Every team we've talked about will come down to the quarterback. What's Tua going to get you? And I think most people would say that he's the third best quarterback in the division. I think a lot of people would put him behind Mac Jones. Obviously, Josh Allen is is above everyone else. Yeah. Then it comes down to what what do you like? What do you expect the leap happens this year? Because everyone, by and large, was happy with what Mac Jones did last year as a rookie. Um it's Patriots Dolphins for that number two spot in the AFC East. Um, 
for for my mental sake, I need them to beat the Patriots this year. Uh, they beat them twice last year, so um, I, I, people sell Miami short because of what happened in the offseason with Flores and everything and the changeover. Um, I feel like that finally got pushed aside when the Tyreek Hill news mm-hmm. broke and everything. Yeah. Uh, now many people are talking about the, the coach stuff. I'll be honest, when uh, McDonald was hired, he was like my last choice. I was like, ah, that's not the guy I want. That's Because I wanted Dable was one of the guys that I wanted. Um, but thankfully, the more that I listened to him and, and learned about him and hear the players talk about him, I come around a little bit. But, you know, talk is cheap. I need to see results. So, um, you know, I, I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic, but I feel like I'm going to get hurt again. Um, <laughs> so that's where I'm at, Paul. What do you think about the Dolphins? I mean, I love their skill position. player. It's a similar situation to the Eagles, I think. The weapons are there now around Tua. He's just got to get the job done. I mean, Tyreek Hill is insanely fast. And because of his speed, there's always that threat that he's going to take the top off the defense. So he just, he attracts so much attention. You know, he has to be a nightmare for a defensive coordinator trying to figure out th- that week how, how you're going to contain him. But they have other players too. I mean, they're, they're, skilled players are fine. Here's the one difference though. We were talking about, uh, Ross Tucker's offensive line ratings. He has Miami number twenty. Yeah, I was which say bottom, is, that's bottom a third. Con- that's a concern, uh, especially you talk about trying to keep Tua healthy. Um, you know, and then you don't have a good offensive line. That is that's definitely a concern. Um, the Patriots, by the way, he has the as the number nine offensive line. So. Where do they have the bills? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm I, ha- not sure. I had his list up. I should have. Yeah. I should have looked more in depth. But um, what surprised me about looking back at the Patriots, and I, you know, I, I mean, it's still Belichick, but I, I wonder how they do it. So I like to look at plus minus because so many teams are close in the NFL. Um, there, they were plus one hundred fifty nine on the season. The Patriots. Only the Bills had a better plus-minus a year ago. The Bills in the AFC, the Bills were plus-194. And it, it just really surprised me to see that type of um, differential with New England. Uh, you know, it, it's almost a coin flip to me as, as far as who's second and uh, who's third. Uh, the Jets, you know... Uh, people are excited about their draft and things like that. They're they're not a player. I mean, they're not they're not so they're not a contender. Have you yeah. seen anything about the Jets? People, I heard. I thought it was in reference to the betting market too. That you know, there's always that surprise team each year, and last year was the Bengals. And people are trying mm. to draw the connection and connect the dots that the the burrow loop leap with the Bengals is what the jets are going to see this year and people are like putting money on the jets to win the division and have like a Bengals turnaround yeah that, i don't see that uh, I, not not in the least I, um the one team that um and it's an nfc team that i know some sharp betters do like and this isn't even so much as to make the playoffs but just going over their projected win total is the lions Mm-hmm. Um, yep. they, they think they're up front. Um, they're very good on both sides of, of the football. So that that's one team. If you're looking for a, a, a like a true sleeper, uh, I would look at the at the Lions in the 
um, in the NFC, but the Jet now, the Jets, the Jets have. Um, I, I'm. We don't need to even yeah. get into them. I Justin mean, and I were talked about not in a betting market, but yeah. just saying how we had the Lions in third um, behind the Packers and Vikings, mm-hmm. but saying that we could see them hitting 500 this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And hey, a couple things go right. Any Vikings or Packers falter. Not saying they win the division, but what if they get to nine wins and make sneak into the playoffs? Like I, I think that things are progressing there. They're getting better. Um, they're soon going to need a new quarterback though, because they're not sticking with golf forever. He's mm-hmm. not going to win them too much more, but he's a serv- right. serviceable and and can win them some games. And I do think that they're going to surprise some teams this year. But yeah, in the AFC East, I, I've been looking a lot at these schedules, and the, the Dolphins' first four weeks are. Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. Now, okay, so where <laughs> where are those at? Um, Miami, Baltimore, Miami, Cincinnati. <laughs> that's to me. That's one in three. I know. Well, that I'm like in a good day. I'm hopeful that they can win one yeah. of those four games. That's rough. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's and well, so honestly, of those four, New England might be the one that they should win. Or could win because they play the Ravens awful all the time. They cannot beat Baltimore for whatever reason it is. I don't know if it's a John Harbaugh thing or what. They've been playing Buffalo terrible since Josh Allen got there. And I don't know what to think about the Bengals. I'm not as, I don't think they're going to have as much success as they had last year, even though they're better. Yeah. Like, I think they're better on paper, but I feel like that was a lot of flash in the pan and some good mojo for them. But I, I, that's still a tough game. That could Miami oh, win? I, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it, yeah. it's not like a few years ago that was should have been a guaranteed win, mm-hmm. and it's not. That's not the case anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like that the season starts off like that. And I also I call them McDonald's. Mike McDaniel. I can't even oh. get my own coach's <laughs> name right. Um, Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but then they finished the year with Buffalo, Green Bay, New England, and the Jets. Now, thankfully, if Miami needs to win the last game of the year, mm-hmm. hopefully you're thinking that's a softball for them. It should, I mean, I think it should be because I have the Jets being the worst team in the AFC East um, by oh, a wide margin, definitely. too. Definitely. Like it's, yeah, it's the Bills, close. then it's the Dolphins, Pat- Patriots, wherever you want to go there, and yeah. then it's the Jets. Yeah, it's not close. So, um, so I don't like that. But Miami, um, yeah. Yeah, Miami. I just, um, I mean, there's a lot of hope there, and I'm excited. But you look at the Patriots roster, and I mean, look, compare their weapons, the skill position guys. I wonder sometimes how New England does it. Like we all, who stands out to you at at the skill positions with New England of right now? Yeah, I mean. Compare, I'll compare them to to my if, – if you're objective, okay, let's say you're a general manager of Team X and you can take the skill position players Oh, you're taking of Miami, Miami every or day of the it's, week. And it's – and Night you and wouldn't day. think twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a second. You know, so right now, just for argument's sake, we'll say Mac and two are a push. Just okay. for argument's sake, we'll just do that. I know because I know there's some people that would pick two and there's plenty that would pick Mac. Mm. So just for argument's sake, we'll say it's a push. They're way different types of quarterbacks, mm. but then you look in, in the backfield, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson are the Patriots two guys. Um, you know, and the Patriots it, always seem to use 18 different running. Right. Backs. right. They, they do. Yeah. Um, what's going on in Miami. They, they seem to have just a collection of guys. Uh, they signed chase Edmonds. Could he be, end up being the guy they have Sony Mitchell, um, Raheem Mostart, 
uh, Salvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin. Like yeah. someone there's going to get the boot. But again, I, like may, okay, maybe you say it's a push right there. But you know, now it's look at but, wide receiver, yeah, wide receiver, and, and even and even tight end, depending on what you're looking for. The Dolphins are now trotting out Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle as their number two or their their top two guys. They just signed Mohamed Sanu. And they brought in Cedric Wilson and have Preston Williams. Those are their five. And then Gasicki is the receiving tight end mm-hmm. that you're talking about in terms of um, you know, making noise on offense. Wide receiver in New England, either they just jettisoned another failed wide receiver um and then kill Harry. I mean, who who's the guy? Matthew Slater's a special teams guy. He's not an offensive guy. They're taking a Dolphins cast off in Devontae Parker, probably as their go-to guy. And then they have Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, they can't hold a candle to the potential of Waddle and Hill. Uh, and now, I know Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith have had their moments at times, but they're, yeah, they're solid. I still think you probably pick Gesicki over him, especially in a contract year since he was franchise tag and didn't sign a long term contract. Guys that enter that type of situation generally have a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. But again, I still even looking at it like that. Now you did mention Patriots had the number nine ranked offensive line. Miami's down at twenty, so that can make a huge difference and offset the skill positions. But it's like if you take Miami's wide receivers and tight ends and put them in New England, you feel like New England's now winning two or three more games. Definitely, yeah. <sighs> and yet it'll still be for a better part of the year. Me being like, how is New England still winning these games? How is this still happening to me? Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, it's just it's just rough. But looking at New England schedule, so we talked about they have to go to Miami, which has been a bit of kryptonite for them. Is is playing the Dolphins even in this two decade long dominance the Patriots had by and large over the AFC East? They've always had, especially Tom Brady has had trouble beating yeah. Miami, especially when it's in South Florida. Mm-hmm. So they have to open there. Uh, Miami beat them in Game One last year. Yeah. Then by the they- way, I, I know a lot of pros. You're not going to like to hear this, Joe. <laughs> They absolutely love New England in Ugh. that game, um, and f- in fact, that line has moved significantly. Has it because oh, um, people really hammered because of the revenge factor there? But <sighs> well, New England goes to Pittsburgh in week two, and then they have the Ravens and Packers in weeks three and four. So New England, interesting start to the mm. year. Probably also looking at the Miami game as man, we need to get off right on the right foot and win that game because we got. Steelers, Ravens, Packers. And I know Steelers are not the same team as they've been yeah. recently, but uh, Ravens, Packers right there in weeks three and four. Where, where are the Ravens and Packers games? Ravens is at Gillette, but Packers is at Lambeau. So three of their first four games are on the road. Mm. So tough way for them to start. And then to end the year, um, they've got Buffalo at Gillette, on the road at Arizona and Las Vegas, and then uh, Cincinnati and Miami at home, followed by a... Season finale in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited for the NFL because there's there's so many good games each week. Like looking oh, at yeah. the schedule, there, there's at least three to five games each week that I'm like, I have no yeah. idea how it's going to be, but it's going to be a great game. Well, and that, like I was talking about the AFC too. Now you move Russell Wilson to Denver. I mean, Denver had a good defense. They just had they've had incompetent quarterback play forever. That well, that's not the case anymore. I mean, I look at that AFC West. There's not yeah. a bad team in there. Nope. 
You know, I, I I put the Raiders. I was just going to say fourth, and and going back to the line, their offensive line is a gigantic question mark. But there's talent there. Denver obviously gets much better when you add Russell Wilson. Uh, the Chargers, I I like a lot, and the Chiefs. I don't know about you. I I still I can't get over that they were up twenty one three in the AFC Championship game and lost. Now, part of that is because I had a futures wager on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl from before the season started. So I I was extremely frustrated because I could have hedged that and done something (laughs) with the Rams in the Super Bowl and would have won either way. But, yeah, 21-3 and they blew that. But that's that's just that division. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and the Colts, I think, yeah, Matt Ryan now takes over there. He's – not great, but he's a veteran. Ravens, Bengals in the north, the Browns. Eh. Uh, but then the East, Bills are the Super Bowl favorite, and the Dolphins and Patriots are solid teams. So, yeah, there's going to be good games every, all the time. So, um, to, to wrap up, um, we, we sort of touched on the Jets. We don't expect much from them. No. They did have a great draft, as you alluded to. Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Breezy Hall, Jeremy Ruckert were their first five picks. All really good, highly ranked players. But again, I don't know that they're enough to make a huge dent uh, this year because they're coming off just such a, a tough season last year. What? Did, how many games did they win last year? Two and – no. That was, that was were... Four and 13. They were two and 14 in 2020. They were four and 13 last year. So if even if they win two more games, you're still talking six and 11. And they're, they're... – Plus minus was minus one ninety four. That's a big hole to dig out of. That's a big hole. So they're building something in New York again. It comes down to the quarterback. Is Zach Wilson going to be the guy? Mm. Uh, the jury is out on that one. We'll see what happens this year. If he takes a huge step, you know, maybe they will be ready to to fight uh, a year from now. But I just don't see it happening this year. Justin had um, Jets, Patriots, Dolphins, Bills. And I know that because he had the Bills winning the East and the Dolphins as a wild card. So he did okay. leave the Patriots out. Um, thank you, Justin. That that, that makes me feel good. <laughs> um, so we both had Jets for, I'm, I'm saying, probably five, six wins for them. That would be my mm-hmm. guess. Um, see, this is now I get to. What do I want to do here? Do I want to be pleasantly surprised and hedge my bets and put Miami third and then hope they can beat the Patriots? Um. I'm generally a pessimist, so I'm going to put Miami in third. Uh, they were nine and eight last year. I think they can get there again. They should probably win, go ten and seven. So I'll nine to ten wins in thirty seconds. You'll find out maybe if I have them as a wild card. Um, but I'll put New England there at about ten and seven as well. Ten to eleven wins for the Patriots. But I still think Buffalo is the team to beat. Honestly, they got it. They got a unique and interesting schedule. The Bills do have. I'll put them at twelve and five. Uh, Buffalo. So I don't know if that's how you see it, but uh, I think first and fourth place there are obvious. You know, the Bills first, Jets fourth. The interesting part is who's second and who's third, and if they're a wild card team. You know, the offensive line gets overlooked so much, and how about the head coach factor? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be a, a gigantic check mark in favor of New England. So. Well, I, I like what Miami did. Yes, you know, getting Tyreek Hill. I like their weapons, but you know, going against Belichick, 
that's people have tough. lost a lot of money yeah. doing that. Yeah, it's just it's just not a great proposition. So I think it's very close. If someone told me they have the Dolphins finishing second, I wouldn't you know like fall off my chair. I mean you know, but I, I would put New England second, Miami third. Uh, my dad said the same thing as I did, and and that you did. Buffalo, New England, Miami, and the Jets one to four there in the AFC East. So um, I believe that's also exactly what my uncle had, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. So uh, we're all in agreement there on the AFC East. Justin's the only outlier. He did flip-flop the Dolphins and Patriots. But as we said, I don't think anyone would be shocked to see either team there in second place. But I think the edge goes to New England right now, and coaching is a huge reason uh, for that. So, all right. Um, who who are some who are your who would be your wild cards? You know, we didn't get into all your division winners, but who are some other teams that you think uh, could make it in the NFC and AFC? Uh, we'll start NFC. My three wild cards, and this will surprise the people. I actually have the Vikings winning the North. Oh, you have Vikings uh, upsetting the Packers. Yeah, then. I do, seeding I, them. So I have the Packers as a wild card. Okay. Um, I have the Niners and the Cowboys. As my wild card teams, and you have Rams, Eagles winning those divisions. Yeah, okay. Vikings winning the North, and the Bucks obviously Bucks winning the South. The, yeah, the that South. Makes sense. So those are my my seven from, from the NFC, and I, I don't think anything is crazy there. Uh, maybe the Vikings winning that division. Now Vikings are plus two sixty five. Uh, Packers are minus one ninety on DraftKings to win that division. I, again, I losing Devontae Adams at wide receiver. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I know they have Rodgers and he's awesome, but I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not as high on Green Bay this year. Um, and I look at the, we talk about the weapons the Dolphins have. Look what Cousins has to work with in my in Minnesota. It's ridiculous. Jefferson and Thielen, uh, yeah, uh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it's cra- I mean, it's it's unreal. So if he has time uh, to throw, is their defense going to be any good? That's the big question yeah, for them. Yeah. Um, but that that would that was one I guess that might be unexpected. I don't think it's crazy though. Justin no. and I had Minnesota firmly in second place there in the NFC North. Yeah, and um, yeah, potential to be a wild card. Which uh, spoiler, Justin has them as a wild card. Mm-hmm. He has so he went Rams, Bucks, Packers, Eagles as his division champs, and then his wild card were the Niners, Cowboys, and Vikings. Mm-hmm. So he's right there yeah. with what you were saying. And the Niners today. Just locked up Debo Samuel. Yeah, huge, so that's a huge, done, yep, done three deal. years. Yeah. Lots of money. Yeah, I think the guaranteed is over fifty million. I think it was was the contract for seventy two or was the guarantee yeah, seventy two? It was the, something Yeah, the guarantee was around fifty something. Okay, so I the think. contract yeah. extension or whatever they're however they're wording it is like for seventy two yeah. and a half million. But that's or a like huge that. story for them. Because oh, yeah. he is I mean, they, they can use him everywhere. Catch a ball, run the ball. I mean line him up wherever you want to put. I mean, he, they needed to get that resolved and they did. And now we'll see what Trey Lance does there. But I I have the Niners as, as a wild card. Yeah. My, so my NFC, very similar to Justin in the division winners. We only disagreed in the East that we just talked about tonight. So I was, uh, Rams, Bucks, Packers, and then the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to use the Eagles as one of my wild cards. And this is where it gets tough for me. Uh, I'm going to go Niners as well. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them under Trey Lance's um, arm, but I still think they have so much around him Mm -hmm. that 
and after what they did last year uh, to to some of those teams, in, and especially in the playoffs, they got so hot at the end of the year, came up just a little bit short against the Rams. But uh, I'll put the Niners in there with uh, the Eagles as two of the wild cards. And I, I feel like I'm avoiding the Cardinals like the plague right yeah, now. Yeah, and that's another I, team. Um, their offensive line, Ross's rankings, number 28. I mean, okay. they're, they're not good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> so you're going to see uh, Kyler Murray again, scrambling around, throwing off his back foot. Um, hopefully he gets those hours in. Yeah. Really. What is, what well, a story that, that from yeah, the, kind of, talk about horrible oh, backpedaling of a story. Like everyone knew. And then for them, they just, they, that was a PR that was debacle. A yeah. Oh, but, by, awful. Yeah. Awful. But uh, it just, it, it shows you. Um, and I've heard Ross talk about this. He has not heard good things about the way Kyler prepares for for games. Right. So. I, I like how there were some people spinning this as this is all like I know it was a PR issue, but like they couldn't believe that the Cardinals would do that to their quarterback. I was like, well, if he needs to do like, shouldn't you be blaming the player here? Like, okay, maybe the <laughs> PR aspect, the marketing aspect, wasn't great, but. If the team thinks he needs to do that, yeah, talk about that a red a, flag. Isn't that more of a Kyler problem? Right. Like, I just and, like, Florio and Pro Football Talk. Some of the stuff that he writes, man, yeah. it just boggles my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, but that that gets the money and the dollars, and that's how he got a job at NBC, anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so were, so were you thinking about Cardinals as a wild card? I, I waffle with them because yeah. there's talent there. Yeah, but. I feel like they missed their window almost. I feel like they had a chance and it mm-hmm. just fell apart. I mean, last year they started what seven or eight. No. And at one point I think we're like 11 and one or something mm-hmm. like that. And whew, the wheels fell off there quickly. So I was actually going to think, Oh, am I going Vikings too? No, I'm think I'm going to go and be the anti Joey and jump on the saints. I'm going to have the saints as yeah. my last wild. I mean, if wins, I just don't trust Winston. I don't, but they generally, the, the rest either, of the but, team is solid. Yeah. And, and that was one thing I know Ross got a lot of flack for that because he was talking about over under, with the Saints and it was at I think like eight and a half or nine or something something like that and he just couldn't believe the number of people that were saying oh there's the Saints are definitely going over definitely going over and he wasn't he wasn't convinced not saying that they're bad or anything but I, I think I'll go with the Saints there as my last NFC wildcard team so in the AFC though I'm going Chiefs Colts Ravens Bills that is identical to Justin Okay. Uh, Justin's wild card teams were the Bengals, Chargers, and Dolphins. Mine are going to be. Whew, this is tough. I don't think it's anyone else from the South. I think it's Indianapolis and no one. I'm not. I'm not high on Tennessee. I agree. Um. The problem is because I have the Dolphins third, I have to take either my if, for Miami to get in. I have to take New England. So this is where I'm struggling because the AFC West is so good. Yes. Yeah. So I would much rather be pleasantly surprised. So I'm going to give New England a wild card. <laughs> Do I leave the Bengals out then? This is tough. This is tough. The AFC is like a murderer's yeah. row. Yeah. Um, There's so much more depth in the AFC. I, honestly, the I honestly I think I might leave the Bengals out. I think I'm going to go Patriots, Broncos. In, in no particular mm. order, Patriots, Broncos, and Chargers. Mm. So unfortunately, leaving the Bengals and and Raiders and Dolphins out, which kills me yeah. to leave Miami out because I think they they could win ten games, but I'm th- not that's going to be enough. Yeah, I think you might have to win eleven games to get in there. And I could see the AFC West 
all winning 10 games uh, if they play their their non-divisional mm. games right. Because those teams are very, very talented. There's going to be some good teams not in the AFC field. So that's yeah. where I see it. And Justin sees it. What about you in the AFC? I have uh, Bills, Ravens, Colts as division winners. Then this this is maybe a surprise. I have the Chargers actually winning the West. Okay. I'm really high on the Chargers. This is the third year now for Justin Herbert. I think he has all the tools. Mm-hmm. I mean, physically, he can do everything. He can run if 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 he needs to. He averages about five yards a carry. He has a cannon for an arm. They had to get away from Anthony Lynn. I mean, you know, we were talking about Mike McCarthy's blunders. Every week it seemed like I was on a Twitter rant about what Anthony <laughs> yes. Lynn's clock management or not going for two in the right situation. I mean, just just ridiculous decision making. So they they've moved on there. But last year, 38 touchdowns, only 15 picks for Justin Herbert. Yeah, his, his second year was only overshadowed because of what Joe Burrow and the Bengals yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, they always, I thought, if you look at the town on the roster, it's like, wow. But then they have, like, injuries or yeah, well, crazy things happen to them at the yeah, end of the game. Talk about know? the skill positions, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Yeah. And now they added Khalil Mack to the defense with yeah. one of the Bosa brothers and, and Derwin yeah. James back. Like, they have so much talent. That's they why do. I had to include them yeah. as a wild card. They're one of those, like, off-the-bus teams. Like, you see when they, they pull up in high school like, and you see wow. these guys, you're like, man. Yeah, so the talent is there. Uh, they had a couple – they struggled down the stretch, a couple overtime games that they, they lost. But So I actually have the Chargers winning the West. Okay. And then I have the Chiefs as – uh, a wild card team. I know they lost Tyreek Hill. Uh, they're still. They got Juju Smith Schuster. Right. I mean, they're still. They're still going to be talent there. I. I'm not ready to say Andy Reid doesn't know what he's doing any, anymore. I. I don't buy that. Um, I'm taking three from the West. So I. Okay. I have the Broncos as a wild card. Okay. I just think. You know, and we've talked about that throughout the show about how important quarterback play was. Their defense was fine. They're great. The quarterback. Yeah play was atrocious and that's why they they haven't been consistent getting russell wilson huge yeah i mean he's he's you know a leader proven winner um and they have some weapons there so i I i'm actually taking chiefs and broncos as a wild card and then the bengals okay uh, are my third so leaving out the patriots all together there so i I only have one from the the east the bills are the only team and one from the north then right you have uh uh, one from the south. Well, and Colts. your division winner in the north, though. Is I have Baltimore. Baltimore, okay. Yeah, I mean, so have- Baltimore was devastated by injury. It was absurd how many players were injured. Um, so no disrespect to Cincinnati, but oh, right. Bengals, Baltimore yeah. getting is going to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, that's exactly what Justin yeah. and I harped on. Yeah, so, so you went Bills in the east. You went uh, Ravens plus Bengals in the north. Then you have just Colts, just the Colts in the South, and then you have three teams yeah. from the West with the Chargers winning it and the yeah. Chiefs and Broncos joining. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's. I mean, I think you're you uh, right. I mean, I mentioned all those teams because yeah. who do you leave out? That's what it's going to be so exciting this year to see because um, seven make it, but I think you could say ten or eleven teams are right there going to be in the thick of it. Mm. Uh, so my uncle's NFC wild cards were Viking Eagles and Cardinals, which we talked about. I don't know what's going on in, with Arizona, but he's still high on them though. He says he wanted it to be the 49ers, but only if Jimmy Garoppolo was still the quarterback out there in the AFC. He also goes 
Chargers Raiders he's thrown in there. Mm. Uh, and he says, I want to say the Patriots, but I'll pick the Bengals. So he's leaving his Patriots out of the playoffs as well. Wow. So that's a little bit of a shock there. I saw Patriots pop up in his email, but he's going to push them aside for the Bengals. I appreciate the objectivity. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a surprise because, well... You know, I say that homerism, for, but for two decades, the Patriots were like, why would you not pick them to yeah, win the division yeah. and the Super Bowl? Right, that's Every, just being realistic. I mean, Justin yeah. and I have been doing this show for the second half of that dynasty. We started in February 2011. So we've talked NFL since the fall of 2011 up until now. And I'm sure my uncle picked the Patriots to win the division and the Super Bowl every single time we've done this. And how many times was he wrong? Yeah. Not very many. No. But this year, he's leaving them out altogether. So that's very interesting. So to wrap it up, Super Bowl, my uncle says uh, it's going to be Tampa Bay against Buffalo, but he has his Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl one last time and then finally riding off into the sunset. So he's going bucks over Bills. Uh, I do have Justin's here as well, and this is going to be one that will get my dad fired up. Um, So he has the Ravens beating the Bills in the AFC, the Eagles beating the Packers in the NFC, what? And then the Eagles beating the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yes, that's right. What? Justin went full homer uh, <laughs> this time around and has the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, beating his mom's Baltimore Ravens to do so. Um, so wow. that, I'm going to leave that there. Justin can answer. You guys have his text and email. You can let him know. <laughs> I can't handle anything else on his behalf. But, Paul, what are you thinking about Super Bowl? I, I have the Bucks, and I, I feel really str- – again, I'm not – not that high on Green Bay. To me, the NFC Championship is is Bucks Rams, but I I have the Bucks in the Super Bowl, and uh, this may surprise. So I'm putting the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, I just I think you're high on. on I Los am. I, I I really am. Um. So we'll see what happens there. But I have the Bucks winning it all. I mean, They're just like my uncle. Yeah. Said, I yeah. mean, going against Brady in a big spot. That's that's tough to do. Um. But I, I think the AFC playoffs are going to be a blast because there's there's so many good teams there. I mean, you you could you could easily have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You could easily have the Bills in the the Super Bowl. Um, I decided to mix it up a little bit there with with the Chargers, but I have Tampa Bay beating the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Okay, so yeah, my NFC championship is going to be. Tampa Bay over Green Bay, just because I love to see Green Bay lose in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> they have a habit of doing exactly. That. It makes me feel good. So you know, if I don't get to watch my Dolphins in the playoffs, I take joy in watching the Packers lose in the playoffs. So that's definitely one that I'm excited for. I do think it's going to be Tampa Bay over Green Bay. I, I like the Rams. Um, you know, I am I am high on the Eagles and Cowboys, but I just think Tampa Bay is a step above everyone else, and. I think it's going to be Tom and, and the Bucks in the AFC. Like you said, man, what a what a phenomenal January that's going to be yeah. um, with the, whatever seven teams end up making it. Of the ones that I picked there, I'm going to have to say in the AFC title game, it's going to be. See, and I, I just I don't think Kansas City has enough to get back to that championship game. I think maybe we'll see a rematch with Buffalo in that second round. I think Buffalo is going to get the better of them. Uh, so I'm going to go Bills over Ravens. I think that's where I'm I'm 
I'm headed. I think Baltimore is going to rebound from those injuries last year, win that division, uh, be a very good team, but I think they're going to come up short in the playoffs and Buffalo is going to have their way with them to set up a Buccaneers Bills Super Bowl, which is kind of honestly one of my nightmares because I don't really want Tom Brady to win another one and I cannot have the Bills win one. So I'm going to agree with you and my uncle and say Tampa Bay comes out on top. Um, that's honestly the lesser of two evils for me. I've said it multiple times. I've tweeted this. Tom Brady is much more likable since he left New England. I did. Yeah, of course, I hated a, yeah. him as a as a patriot. Like I couldn't. I've stand noticed him. that on Twitter though. But he like he's more enjoyable. Yeah, himself. he's much yeah. more enjoyable as just like a person. Just yeah. like follow. He he has this like. Um, he, he can make fun of himself. He pokes fun of himself, which you didn't really see as his time in New England. Uh, so it's been very enjoyable. It's kind of been a breath of fresh, fresh air. Yeah. So if I have to see Bucks Bill Super Bowl, I'm going to be rooting for Tampa Bay because I've always liked Tampa Bay for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Back with like Mike Allstott and those guys when they were playing in the late 90s, you know, Warren Sapp and uh, Warwick Dunn and, and, oh, and all yeah. those. That, uh, Brad Johnson when it taking them with, uh, uh, you know, Gruden to the Super yeah. Bowl over the Raiders. But yeah, so that's right. I'm going to go Tampa Bay over Buffalo. I think home field is going to be important in the AFC because you mentioned Chiefs, Bills, a lot of people like them. I mean, those are two big home field advantages. I mean, Kansas City is so loud. So it'll be important to see who has a better record and, and who could get the, the number one seed. I don't know that it's as important in the NFC. Uh, because we've seen Green Bay lose at Lambeau and Rams and Bucks. I don't know that there's a great home field advantage there. They're just good teams. But in the AFC, I think home field uh, is going to be big. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, it's just. I think it's going to. We're set up for a really phenomenal pro football season. I'm really excited for it. As much as I love Penn State and college football, there's just something about throwing red zone on, oh, yeah. following your fantasy teams. Yeah. You know. Um, and then it, when you throw in the, the the way the betting component has just changed the way mm. things operate, it's the way um, Sunday football. And I got my my nine year old daughter just said to my wife the other night, "I can't wait for Sundays where I can watch football with Daddy." <laughs> like that just makes I was just like, "Ah, oh, I cannot wait for that yeah. either." I cannot wait for that either. So, well, Paul, thank you so much for joining me. I know sure this thing. is a long show. I wanted to get you out because I know you got a busy day at work. Yeah. Uh, you got a busy week, but. I'm glad we were able to do this. You came on for the best part of the NFL preview, yeah, talking the East yeah. Divisions and doing playoffs and Super Bowl. So I'm glad we got that out, the, out there. Now you're on the list where we have to have an accountability show <laughs> in January sometime. Uh, so we'll, we'll obviously have you back on. We'll have you on Bulldog Hour, and we'll get you back on this show once uh, the holidays roll around because that's when this show will be back. We take a hiatus for the Bulldog Hour now, so you're not going to get 363 of Joe Mays and J-Raff show until sometime in November. Honestly, hopefully December, if I'm looking at it from a Wilson football perspective. Yeah. I'm hoping we're doing Bulldog Hour straight into Thanksgiving and thereafter. <laughs> but uh, So that's on the docket for Justin and I next. Um, and if you're interested in uh, Wilson football or Pennsylvania high school football, especially in the Berks County, Lancaster, Lebanon area, join Justin and I weekly on the Bulldog Hour. We'll have some content coming out this week, but our next live show is August 14th. And I believe we'll be starting with our, either our player interviews or our assistant coach interviews because the uh, the kickoff to the season is August 26th, which is, I mean, in what? Two hours is this month. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, very excited yeah. for that aspect. But again, Paul, thanks for joining me here. Looking forward to having you on the Bulldog Hour soon. And uh, best of luck to you as we head towards uh, the high school football season. Yeah, sure thing. This, this the time really 
flew by. So this was a lot of fun. Predictions sure to fail. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> you know, we're no experts. We just do this for fun. But we hope everyone enjoyed it. I know uh, my my dad, my uncle, my family, and our friends always uh, like to listen to this show because, you know, most of them are Eagles fans or they're rooting against the Eagles. So either way. And we're always all rooting against the Patriots. So it's fun there. So. All right, that's it for this episode. Again, we won't be back to talk pro football until hopefully sometime in mid to late November or later. Um, So that's it for a long time for us. But thanks for joining us. Check the archive for the rest of our NFL preview. Uh, But for Justin and Paul, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at JoeMaysAndJRaff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>